This episode of Super Legit brought to you by Gattaca Enterprises, Girth Energy Drinks, and Phyllis, not Meredith. Welcome to the Super Legit Podcast. We are so happy to have you back. This is still early for us, and we are having so much fun, and we have uh, we have more players this week, which is going to make this way, way more fun. Uh, I am Jet Kaufman. We have an amazing cast. Let's start with, let's start with uh, our, our old regular Josh Spence. Josh, what is the name of your first pet? Max. He was the best dog ever, and uh, may he rest in peace. Aw. Tell us more about Max. I want to know more about. You said he was a, a dog. He was a dog. Uh, he uh-huh. used to do the. You guys have seen Scooby Doo, right? Where he eats a Scooby snack and then he like <laughs> wiggles, wiggles, and then he explodes. <laughs> he would actually do that. He would run circles around the coffee table and then up the stairs, down the stairs, counterclockwise on the coffee table, and then take a nap. He was the best. That's adorable. I love it. Oh, I want one now. No, I don't. I have no room for a dog. I have no money for a dog. I am fine without a dog. <laughs> Michael Hyman. Uh, Michael Hyman, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. I think you just put it the way we all wish it would be. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Uh, we have Ali Mar here. We are so happy to have her back. Ali Mar, do you understand this question? I guess not. I didn't really have an answer for it. You know what? That's not true. You can understand the question and not have the answer, right? So, Ooh, deep. This is why we have Allie on the show, everyone. <laughs> so happy to have her for that. Chris Sanders, if I told you you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? Yeah, of course. You don't even have to tell me. Well, I mean, I mean consensually, it, of course. Like, I right, would still ask you. It's also COVID-19 right now. So it's like, it, it, if you did, it would be breaking protocols. Not they, but they came out like several weeks ago. Actually, NPR was all like, "You can hug, uh, but with very strict like, be masked. Uh, it's better from behind." Um, <laughs> oh, this is getting good, isn't it? Always, quick. yes. Oh, ma- masked from behind. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this quick, sounds like my very quick. Yeah. <laughs> Don't linger. Are you just lying to your wife now? <laughs> <laughs> And Stephen C. James. Uh, Stephen C. James, what part of a baby takes the longest to cook, and is the meat worth it? Um, well, the soul. Uh, and no, it's totally not worth it. I'm wondering if this episode is going to come with a trigger warning for Josh's story about his beloved dog, because <laughs> I seriously missed it up. Like, I'm not ready for that. It's been <laughs> years since I lost a pet, and it's still, like, right there on the surface. Same. Uh, it's just like, oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Here they come. Oh, they come. I'm totally. Josh, when you said he was the best dog ever, I literally was just like, where are the cleaners? I'm totally not crying right now at all. Yeah. I'm fine. Oh. Let's get on with the comedy makeup ups, guys. See, I got defensive. It's real He's like, he was the best dog ever. And I was like, you didn't know my dog. You know? Yeah, I still currently have my first dog that is mine. What? Not like, not like my childhood dogs that weren't mine they were my parents and i just kind of you know had them by association this yeah. was my dog that i rescued from a terrible life that is still here and i can't imagine life without him yeah i i recently lost my first adult dog and she it was more like a, a best friend roommate situation because you know i got her when i was in my early 20s so she was with me through all the terrible jobs and terrible apartments and terrible boyfriends that came and went and she was my ride or die. And now it's been, it's been a few months. So we're starting to heal a little bit and we've started looking and every time we meet a new dog, it's just, it's tough. It's like, Oh, it's not Dasha. You know, it's never going to be Dasha. And then I started wondering if that's how parents feel about their first child. Like it's nice. (laughs) It's nice to have a second child or a third (laughs) child, but like it's never your first I mean, child, you know? I don't know. I, I only have one kid, but I imagine when that second kid comes up, <laughs> that first one's still around. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. It's, not a, it's, not, it's not a direct one-to-one replacement. It, it, it's additive. Yeah. But that's, almost, that's almost worse because then you have a comparison. You're like, oh, but you're not Darla, you know? Yeah, well, I, I, I have two kids, and it is, it is weird. Super. Hey, um, can you get in here? 
for just a second. Uh, let's have a, you know, your dad wants to talk to you for a minute there. Um, uh, okay. So, you know how we had you watching that Daniel Tiger episode about uh-huh. Daniel having a sibling? Oh, um, yeah, that was a that was a rough one. Honestly, yeah. I felt like the writing was a little bit wobbly in that episode. Well, when they try to force the message, that's the thing. I mean, uh-huh. they're really trying to get something out there. But when I felt like they were really for- pandering to me, like my emotions. And like, I don't like it when shows do that. I'm sorry, Dad, I didn't want to interrupt. But it's just like, no, yeah, no, I get really, really up about this kind of I- thing. I'm glad you're respecting the story structure. But when they were trying to get him ready for baby Margaret, we had you watch that because... Your mother's pregnant. We've, we're expanding our family because you aren't working out. Oh, I see. Yeah, we just decided, you know, what would you 2.0 be like? You know, we made a lot of mistakes that we can't take back, frankly. Um, You know, some with little things like, you know, sleep training and potty training and other things that are, I mean, on your end. But we figured with this sibling, we could really have a chance to, I guess, uh, whatever the family version of a gritty reboot is. <laughs> See, I, I felt that our, our performance review went very well, Dad, okay? I, I, I took your notes very carefully that the crayons have all remained in Roy G. Biv order, as mm-hmm. you requested. And I, I thought that was wrong at the time, because I will remind you that Indigo is not part of the rainbow anymore, but you were very adamant that we honor the classics. So, I, I, I listened to notes like this, Dad. I don't understand. You see, that's the thing. You listen to the notes, but you still push back. So what's the I for, if not for Indigo? Huh? Insubordination? Because that's what I'm hearing. Okay. All right. Get it? So, uh, you're bringing your kid to the orphanage here. Uh, what's, uh, the reason for dropping him off? We got a better one. Um, I figured, I did this with my Honda CRV. You know, I got a newer model. Yeah, and, you know, I, yeah. So, I figured the orphanage, I don't even need, like, I don't even need to know the trade-in value. You know, I can't tell you how many people drop their kids off for this exact reason. Uh, but can, we, I mean, can I ask real quick, um, do they usually have the kid in the room when you two are haggling over the offer? Oh, yeah. Well, this yeah, is yeah, when the exchange happens. Like, yeah. you're coming with me now, boy. And, I mean, this kid is great. He is fantastic. I mean, I mean, honestly, if we hadn't gotten this amazing upgrade, I mean, zero miles on this kid. We you can't say no what opportunity knocks. This is the first time I'm hearing this, Dad. You've never said those words to me before. Uh, sorry to interrupt the whole family moment or anything, but boss, I got another truckload of the DeVos special. You just want me to put in the normal place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take them around back and put them in the dock, and we'll we'll, we'll get to them when we get a chance. I'll okay. tell you, in- inventory skyrocketing. It is skyrocketing. I got two more trucks of the Wayfair special coming right after this. Ooh. Business yeah. is booming. End scene. Super. Uh, Mr. Michelson, uh, I just want to say we appreciate your uh, patronage here at uh, Gattaca Enterprises. Um, we're, we're happy to create a kid for you. I just, I just want to point out the fact that you wanted to be a six foot six shooting guard with three percent body fat. Um, that doesn't necessarily translate. He'll become Michael Jordan, Mr. Michelson. I mean, I'm planning for the kid's future right now. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you can't deliver that at Gattaca Industries? No, no, no. He's going to be six foot six, bald, earring in place already, so you don't even have to buy an earring. Uh, 3% body fat. Uh, again, he'll, he'll also have a 54-inch vertical leap, but I, I just want to guarantee, promise you that live finds a way, like, he won't necessarily become Michael Jordan. He he might like baseball and and be more inclined to baseball than basketball. You have to accept that. Well, I mean, Michael Jordan would have been a baseball star if there weren't a strike. So this is sounding pretty good still. I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, sir, with all due respect, we both know Michael Jordan could never have been a baseball player. Whoa. Um... You know, I'm not here patronizing your business to be lectured about uh, what ifs, you know. You're not. You're not. And that uh, can, I just wanted to make a suggestion. I, I don't know if I can even continue business here if we're not even in agreement on facts here, uh, on the same facts. Okay. If we don't have the same factual understanding, 
maybe I should take my business Sir, no, to no, another no. birthing no, genome. No, 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 no. Uh, Gattaca Enterprises desperately needs the funding to continue with our genome project. I thank you for your patronage. Just, uh, just two things. First of all... Then let me hear you say it. Thank you for your patronage. No, no, no. no. That's not what I want to hear. I've been very quiet because I like to let my husband handle the business matters, but if I have been stretching my uterus for nothing, I am going to be furious. Ma'am, I heard her. Ma'am, I can I, assure you that all that stretching and kegel exercises are for not not for nothing. Let me just well, well, you almost said for nothing. No, 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 no. I, I know <laughs> I, I'm just I know a Freudian slip when I have heard all one. All I'm just saying, sir, is that you wanted a six foot six, three percent body fat, bald head, earring in place with a fifty four inch vertical. All of that's wonderful. But I mean, if you can't do the area, we can buy Scotty, ourselves. Scotty Pippen was a better player. Don't give in to him. Do not. Do not. We are paying okay. premium for our dream scenario. Okay. You're right. You're right. Just imagine this, guys. Six foot ten. Number 33. 70-inch wingspan. 68-inch vertical leap. Ultimate team player. Guys, I can put you in a Scotty Pippen right now. Way better than Michael Jordan. Listen, that is empirical. Scotty Pippen was way better than Michael Jordan ever was. Just saying. If if we wanted second best, we would have gone to Brave New World down the street. So, I mean, uh, I am I'm counting on the shoe line, to be honest. I, I don't know that much about sports. He sold me on this idea, but I know that he has great sneakers. And I, we want the income. When, when I told my wife we were going to have the greatest come again, that's what I want to deliver here for your business. Now, tell me. Say it. Say that he would have been a great baseball star. That's what I need to hear from you. He only made the minor leagues because of a favor. Uh, oh, sorry to interrupt oh. this DNA editing familial moment, but uh, boss, I got two truckloads of the Dikembe Mutombo special. Put him in the back! And <laughs> see. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Uh. Yeah, we're uh, uh, we're getting an impressively close on the uh, gene editing situation here with uh, with the CRISPR Cas9 technology yeah. and all these uh, all these new ideas. Like we're we're really on the verge of being able to just hack the genome. Um, someone maybe who is more familiar with this than me, but um, does CRISPR stand for something? Because right now I'm just yes. assuming it's yeah. it's trying to make sure. That the, our children are going to be as fresh and crisp as possible, like a, it like does. a salad it, drawer. It is an acronym. I don't know what the acronym actually stands for. Is is it just telling me about how crunchy their leaves are going to be? I'm sure somebody could uh, Google it quickly. Clustered, regularly interspaced, short palindromic repeats. What? It has palindrome in the name. That's yes. that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If, I don't believe any of those words now. I don't believe any of those words. Uh, by the way, all of our disbelief right now is exactly how conspiracy theories get started. Well, I don't understand it, so it can't be true. <laughs> if you can't read the bullshit? ingredients on the label, you shouldn't eat them. That's oh. what I was about to say. That not that that Tiger Mom bullshit mm-hmm. of like if you can't pronounce it, it right. uh, doesn't. That Tiger Mom's name is Michael Pollan. Yeah. Uh, he's like, if your grandmother couldn't recognize it as a food, you shouldn't be eating it. So if it's not potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, and the thing is, try reading the ingredients of a potato, because it's made of things, and they're all chemicals, and they're all (laughs) very, very difficult to pronounce. Yeah, it's insane the amount of, you can say anything about a food, and if you just say it convincingly enough, people will be like, oh, well, clearly that's poison, or the thing that will save me from dying ever. Oh, that's the whole uh, how the the anti-GMO movement started taking advantage mm-hmm. of people's not lack of understanding with how chemicals work. And- this is also hitting close to home for me because I'm currently gluten-free and I go through these phases and I can never tell if I actually feel better gluten-free mm-hmm. or if I'm just not being a fat ass because like <laughs> it limits your your ability to eat like bread, which is amazing and delicious. But like I'm dairy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free. Caffeine free. Wow. I'm supposed to be alcohol free, but I'm having a glass of wine right now. Oh my god! Um, I, I, just, I don't know how you just have it ended at all. <laughs> I love it. It's you're miserable for 24 hours, and then you feel amazing. But and I've done this a few times in my life, and I always do feel good. But then part of it's not sustainable. So it's like 
this short-lived happiness. It's like when you're first dating someone and you can kind of see the red flags and you're like, I'm going to hate them in three months, but I'm loving it now, you know? (laughs) I mean, I think of those things, things like uh, sugar, caffeine, being free of those is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, the second that you shock your system, though, with an alcoholic drink, you're immediately reintroducing sugar. Well, I'm halfway through a glass of wine, Sanders, so don't... (laughs) Wow, but I mean, uh, but my I was saying that the the point being like gluten free is the one of all those that's still yeah. just on the shakiest ground because yeah. gluten has been around for as long as food has yeah it's just it's naturally occurring and it it doesn't really make evolutionary sense like there hasn't been enough time for the With human the exception body. Of, of those who have celiac. Celiac. No, right. I know. Celi- and, but that's like, and I celiac hate, like, like hopping on, 1%. I hate hopping on the bandwagon, but the two, there were two times where I did this for six months and I really did, I felt amazing. And so it's sort of like, well, do I have a sensitivity yeah. to it or is it just change how I, is it because it's forcing me to think about what I'm eating, you know? The important one that's come up recently is they've figured out that, because uh, there's been a lot of pseudoscience around the idea that uh, gluten is just plain bad in general, yeah, uh, which has thrown a lot of people off. And then gluten sensitivity, they've done a lot of tests on and found that uh, they do double-blind studies and find that the people who claim they're gluten-sensitive are absolutely positively not. Oh, no. But what they have found is that there's the, the, what they call FODMAPs, uh, which are a, a classifications of different types of sugars um, that the body metabolizes in certain ways. Those correlate very, very strongly with foods that have gluten in them. And there are definitely FODMAP sensitivities. And so the the prevailing theory right now is the people who think that they're gluten uh, sensitive are in fact uh, FODMAP sensitive. And when they eliminate gluten, uh, they're happening to eliminate the thing that they're actually sensitive to. That sounds like it's part of an RPG. (laughs) (laughs) To put it in layman's terms, people feel better when they don't have pizza for dinner that they then have for dessert (laughs) that also winds up being breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's like the reason why, like when my my wife was on, like before our kid was born and she was just like, Fuck it. You know, she was on like, like she found out she was pregnant and she was just like, my, my wife was, uh, my wife is sugar free and wheat free now, but she was sugar free, wheat free, salt free. Wow. Like the only thing yeah. she was doing was like black coffee, alcohol free, all this yeah. stuff. And then basically when she found out she was pregnant with our son, she was just like, well, I'm not going to torture myself while I'm being tortured from the inside. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get like like dietary Stockholm yeah. syndrome. Yeah. So, She's um, like the enemy lives within me now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also yeah. Super. So yeah, yeah, I've been feeling a lot better lately. I've been trying this uh, whole elimination thing, you know, cut, cutting certain things out of my life, seeing what kind of impact they've got on me. So uh, yeah, I, I feel I feel healthier. I feel more more alive lately. Uh, all I st- all I did was I stopped hooking up with random people at clubs. You know, it was like it was two or three people a night I was fucking, and you know, uh, I feel better now. You know, less itchy, uh, a little less tired. You know, I, I think that might uh, that might have helped something. You know, I might have an allergy to sex or something. You know? Uh, sure. <laughs> Your psoriasis is definitely not related to sex, but um, as your uh, physician, um, a specialist, mind you, uh-huh. uh, I'm I'm here for you. It's Don. great. It's great. No, I just I, I love the support in it and I'm just I'm feeling my way through it and it's just like it it's 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 a burden lifted to find out that that sex itself was the entire problem and uh, I just have to live celibate now. Um Dr. Morrison, I yes. have uh Mr. Well, hello Heibel's... there. Hi. Look at um, you. I've got Mr. Uh, Heigl's test results and uh I haven't I'm seen. Uh, I'll just. Are I'll just. Are they okay? Uh, what? Well, uh, patient, I'm doctor, fever. confidentiality. Um, are you? Wow. You are disrespecting I'm, your oath. Uh, I, you. I'm took. sorry. I should nurse. I'm, do you? Uh, do you? You live around Probably here? just hand those to me, um, and yeah, not again. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, just, just, just. Uh, I'll be. I'll be at the front desk. 
Oh, right. Oh, yeah. No, were you I'll, talking uh, to me? I'll be finishing up here real quick. Okay. All right. It was oh. nice seeing Okay. She, I'm uh, sorry. You should have not. You should not have known another patient's test results. Uh, but since you already do, um, he is positive. Uh, malignant melanoma. He's going to die. Oh. Wow. Um, but is the, he, uh, let's is he take married? this at. Uh, I. You know what? These don't show marital I status. Help but I, over here. Well, um, hello. Nurse, welcome uh, back. Sorry. Uh, if you have malignant melanoma, I'm not looking for anything long term. But I'll, I'll, no, 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 I'll he the doesn't. Best. the the uh, The patient whose results you just handed. But me, I'm happy to hear you're not looking has, for anything long term. Um, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't help but over here. Did you just tell another patient that I have cancer? Oh, I can't help but feel this might be partially my fault. I I'll be at the. It front. is. I, it's all, I think it's all your fault. Well, no. I mean, he handed me. I'm the doctor, okay? So I have all of the privilege yeah, in this situation. I didn't situation. put a post-it on it that said "Read aloud, please." But but, right. but we're all yeah. No, no. Get off her. Get off her back. All right. She's working real hard here. All right. You know, she she's put in a long shift. Uh, when does the shift end, by the way? Uh, I am done at five. Listen, why don't you take a look at that gentleman and tell me you could keep focused on your whatever whatever is going on, okay? Look, he's, right. he's a very attractive man. That's not yes. the question I have. I'm just, I, first off, I'm curious as to why you have a doctor, doctor's office. Your practice is all just one room. There's no it's open floor plan. That's the big thing these days, right? That's open, open, open floor, floor plan. plan. Yeah, I mean, it's efficient. Yeah. You know, it's he's a little bit more inviting. Yeah, absolutely. Also, just real quick question. What do you two think of each other? Uh, yeah, the oh, n- nurse I mean, and uh, me- melanoma person. I mean, once in <laughs> I have a name. I didn't get the name. So Gary. I, you know, you call me Gary. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because Gary, you're uh, you're, you're kind of uh, you know, I I I, I swing both ways. And uh, again, it sounds like both of you don't have a long-term thing uh, ahead of you. So like, uh, this could be a. Uh... Mine is not by choice. Okay, um, but like, uh, seize the day, you know. Yeah. Sure. I'm down for a, a cancer fuck. Okay. I gotta admit, uh, my office is like Netflix. I didn't intend to watch this, but now I can't stop. Seize! <laughs> uh, Mike, I believe you have uh, some mid-roll reads for us, right? We've been uh, actively recruiting some new sponsors for this uh, illustrious podcast, and uh, um, yeah, I do. Let me let me play that that tape for you. I mean, we've had some some wonderful uh, sponsors in the past, such as Pod Chicken, Chicken for Your Podcast, uh, Store Brand Ice Cream, because you don't deserve anything better, and um, this Spider Silk Undies. That's right, Spider Silk Undies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wear those even for my socks. Uh, Michael, what do you have? Men, do you want to get in on a conspiracy theory? The government is trying to give you weak energy drinks. You want to fight back? Try Girth Energy Drink. It's testosterific, manly energy for all your manly needs. Don't listen to me. Listen to our to our spokesperson, Angelica Houston. She was just uh, here a second ago. I don't know where she went. That's part of the conspiracy. The government is taking Angelica Houston away from me. Do you want to stampede the steps of the Capitol? Yeah, you do. Give the government a triple threat with Girth Energy Drink. You drink Girth, and you'll feel yourself expand to manly levels. Girth Energy Drink. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, uh, I myself <laughs> tried Girth. Proud to have it's, them on board. It's you know um, viscous. I'll say that. <laughs> I love that. At least, I mean, I don't know how many mid rolls we have this week, but. Two of them are about dicks. <laughs> this is... I, I, I don't see how that one was about dicks, but go right ahead. I actually appreciate that it was about girth, because I don't think girth is talked about enough, to be honest. It's sure. Yeah, everyone focuses on length, and like that's the least uh, least beneficial thing, I would think. I well, mean, you're, you're I wrong. I will say, uh, people always complain that Judd Apatow's movies are too long. I think they're too girthy. <laughs> they're girthy. <laughs> I think uh, I think I enjoy that level of growth. Yeah, um, I'm fine with the sponsors until we get Ferrari and. Uh, I would be fine with girth replacing depth as yeah. an adjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> those are completely separate things. 
Yeah. Now, now, Chris, I believe uh, I believe you have the uh, the next ad. Yes, I do. Awesome. Guys, are you the type of man who demands to look your best even in these uncertain times? Do you know that guy who's kind of short, plain looking, but he knows how to dress and all the ladies' heads turn? Well, why should your dick be any different? Introducing Cockware, custom costume condoms. The first condom with outfits for different occasions, like a tuxedo for a special event, a cowboy outfit when you want to show her your rugged side, a flannel button down for those cozy nights in, and of course, an Ed Hardy t-shirt for when one just isn't enough. What's that? You think dressing up your dong is silly? Well, would a man's man who gets laid like every day think it's silly? Would ya, Mark Wahlberg? Hey, it's Mocky Mock. Yeah, from Mocky Mock and the Funky Bunch, but now it's totally like Mocky Mock and the Fucky Bunch. That's right, I get laid like every single fucking day, cause I use custom costume condoms. Yeah, that's right, but I use the birthday suit, so it's like a clear condom, cause my dick is already so fucking fresh, that I just get in there. Rudy tooty fresh and fruity, motherfuckers. Yeah, say hi to your mother for me, cause I already did. So shut your mouth square, and get cockware, because your dick has a mind of its own. I'm so happy that we have Mark Wahlberg working with us as often as we do. Like I, I'm, it's it means a lot that he's reaching out to, you know. I mean, with the shutdown, I, yeah. you know, he's mm-hmm. just looking for work like everybody yeah. else. Yeah, oh, I was I was yeah. actually no, gonna say I'm surprised he's not more involved. He's probably got a lot of time on his hands right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was gonna take us a while to get start getting celebrities on our show on a regular basis, but he just he just jumped. Once we had that movie pitch from as Jesus Christ as a public servant, I mean. He was, he was, <laughs> well, he heard this podcast was a disaster and he couldn't help himself. Yeah, he's like, that's my brand. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you guys, uh, going back to that, going back to the ad read, I thought it was interesting how they were talking about rugged wear. Like, what are you wearing to convey to someone that you are, in fact, rugged? A tool belt and Timberlands. Chest hair. Phone holster. Did you say phone holster? <laughs> I heard phone um, holster, yeah. <laughs> oh, like when you have blisters on your hands. You're like, hot damn, that guy can carry an axe around. Ooh, there's a there's something we need to make. There's a product would be uh, a pliable uh, temporary blisters for your hands <laughs> when you want to look rugged. To show but, off. Uh, aren't. I'll pitch that to Mark. Well, here. usually when somebody's looking to look rugged, it's because they want to seem like they're really tough and they can like really handle anything and they just don't give a fuck and will destroy anything that's in front of them. And that's why I keep my police uniform handy. <laughs> nice. He's not wrong. Oh, He's boy. not wrong. I can say that. I'm the black guy on the podcast, right? I'm the I can I'm I should totally be the one who's clearly saying that, right? Okay. Yeah. Just making yep, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Uh I feel like we do need to make sure every episode at one point Stephen tells everyone he's black. Makes it known that oh. he yeah. is the black yeah. guy. Yeah, yes. I feel like I I feel like I, I have to do that because vocally it's not always immediately clear. <laughs> and then some things I say, people will just be like, that guy's a fucking bigot. Yeah. And, you know, or it's just like, oh, my God, this guy's the Kristen Bell, Jenny Slate of three weeks ago of podcasts. And it's right. like, no, I'm, I'm not voicing a black guy. I am a black guy. Speaking as the fat guy of this podcast, I totally <laughs> agree with what the black guy of the podcast has to say here. I'm, I, 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 I support him. And I'm the girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to turn this into, and Jet, get ready for a probable edit point. Fantastic. But one of my absolute favorite Mr. Show sketches is when they have the band of people that all have their various disabilities. That's like this inspirational band. And Sarah Silverman is the drummer. Cause everybody goes around like one guy's just ahead and one guy's got, you know, no arms. And then it cuts to Sarah Silverman. And she goes, and I'm Fran and I'm a woman. And it's just like, Oh God damn. Oh Jesus. I love her. Yeah, I, I just I just started rewatching uh, The Office uh, just because it's been discussed a bunch uh-huh. lately, and I've never uh, <clears throat> never done a rewatch of it. And it, it, I'm still very 
very early in. So Michael Scott is still very, very unlikable at this stage. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was just the the uh, the basketball game episode <laughs> where they're they're throwing the the game, uh, uh, you know, and 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 of course, uh, you know, Michael of course has to point out that he was uh, he was they they were the the guys in the in the uh, uh, <clears throat> warehouse were so surprised that he was doing well, um, and they're black. Uh, and, and all that's gonna get called out. Did you yeah. have to cough first? <laughs> Let's rewind that audio four seconds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you well, cleared I, your throat. I think you nervously was, cleared your yeah. throat. Well, I was specifically mimicking Michael. I Scott's could hear thing, you looking over both of your shoulders. Yeah. First. <laughs> The gobble not gonna get you. Like like white suburbia, like when you have to say someone's black is like a like to. Like, oh, did you see the black guy? Yeah. Like, and, like, you're not allowed to use that as a description unless you're whispering it. It's right. like, oh, well, right. he was the only black person at the party. You're allowed to yep. say he's the my, black guy. Like, My friend Daphne used to talk about that in college. She'd be like, when I go to meet you in a restaurant uh, and like, and, you know, I get in the rare occasion when I would get there before her, she'd be like, yeah, I'm meeting my friend. And they'd be like what's he look like and she'd be like oh he's the black guy over there and they'd be like oh you mean the guy in the blue shirt yeah and she'd be like, come on man yeah come on he's in a blue shirt and he's also black so yep <laughs> tomato yep. tomato okay <laughs> but yeah there, there was a whole there was a whole thing with picking players for the team and instantly he he just assumed stanley is going to be uh one of their basketball players and of course stanley is is obviously both offended by this and utterly incapable of playing basketball <laughs> Uh, and uh, Meredith is making a big deal out of uh, how she should be on the team and is completely ignored. And, of course, she absolutely is more than capable of playing basketball, as we find out uh, later on when she swishes her trash into the trash can. But it was just, a, yeah, it's it, it was a beautifully set up episode of racial stereotype assumptions uh it's a it's the show is really fascinatingly awkward in just how much it actively uh calls out people for uh for race for physical body type for appearance for everything and it just barely gets away with it by always being said by the guy who's obviously incredibly awful i'm sorry jet did you say stanley or stan lee I know, because I just started picturing like a cameo by Stan Lee. Because if it's Stan Lee, I'm going to dunk on your asses. (laughs) Because if it's Stan Lee, you have to refer to him as the old guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just have to get get it right, guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, the (laughs) dead guy. Well, I will say that when I saw um um. I'm such, this is my girl moment where I'm like, okay, when it comes to comic, <laughs> when it comes to uh, superheroes, the what was the last one with Thanos? What was it called? Like the Avengers, uh, the big Avengers one. Avengers uh, Endgame. Infinity War. And Infinity Endgame War. That's partners, it. Thank yeah. you. The Avengers last one. So at the very end, so we went to this like screening of it. It wasn't like a special screening or anything. It was just like uh, like it was already out. But we went to the screening of it, and um, everyone was drinking. So we, like like we had these big drinks, and we were sitting down and. I like I'm like a two drink kind of girl, but I, that's it. But um, we had these big drinks and we were drinking throughout the whole thing. And during this part where all the women came up and it was like this badass women battle, everyone was like, "Woo!" And so I was like screaming and I was like, "Woo!" Like, I was so into it. And then at the end, everyone was a little more somber. But then they kind of passed the torch and made a black Captain America. And I still went, "Woo!" <laughs> I was so excited and happy. And I was screaming, and my husband shot me a look, and the whole row did that thing where they turn and look at you. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't, I didn't understand. I was like, it's black Captain America. It's Blackton. Like, I was so excited. Wow. I got so excited. And no one else was that happy. I don't know why that was. Wait, did you out loud let everyone know? It was Blackton, your, yes. That it was Blackton? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it's black Captain America, you know? I'm shaking my it's head. Blackton America. Now. Yeah. But, like, that was a big moment, I felt like. Super. Um, listen, I, I know you're appreciative of me rescuing you, but it's just, it's just Electric Man, not Black Electric Man. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 totally. But also, it's a huge accomplishment, and you're the first Black superhero. I'm, I'm not the first, I'm just the first 
you've met, miss. And also, it's not really an accomplishment. I was struck by lightning while holding chemicals, which gave me my electricity powers. I think you're being modest. Someone upstairs looked down and said, that black guy right there. Uh, see, it could have been any scientist in their lab. It just happens that I'm black. You might notice that I rescued the people on your bus. I'm not just people, like, rescuing black people. I can rescue anyone just the same way anyone could be a superhero. So it's just electricity, man. Oh, God. snap! Black Electric Man! Oh, Jesus Thank you, Christ. son. You keep doing he you, dog. Me. You oh. do you, homie. He okay, Jeff. Me. I hate it when he does that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ugh. It's funny because for a Jewish guy, he pulls off the homie thing. Okay, now I feel like it might be you. Like, he... I don't know that Jeff is Jewish. Does it matter that Jeff is Jewish? He's my neighbor. I know that he's Jewish. Okay. All right. I'm it's sorry. It's okay to say mean... it if it's a fact. Okay, uh, Mr. Electric Man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be your sidekick. Uh, and I appreciate you using identifiers as what they do as a superhero name. But uh, I, I, do, I did grow up overly husky, so we don't have to call me the blob. I can just go by Jeff. I can be your sidekick, Jeff. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. There's no way I'm going to call you the blob. Please. That name is taken. I do not have any legal representation. So I was thinking okay, just... Thick Man. Uh, is that... Mm. No, I just, you know, it's it's thick. Uh, I used to be called thicker like a snicker. I don't know what that means, oh. but I just heard the phrasing mm. a lot. I, I, you know, look, I spent a lot of time. I got into really... I, got, I was more of a Colossus guy, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, I was really into weight. Well, that name's also taken. Okay. Uh, um, God, okay, sure. It's just, uh, you know, spiders. Okay, you know what? Let's, let's, not, let's not make this sticking point. Listen, I looked at a lot of potential sidekicks. I think we pair up well. We've got this great banter. I know what it's like to be objectified. All right? So um, let's just go for something that has nothing to do with your life. How does that feel to be... Uh, how does that feel to be? Hey, yo, fat ass! You saved my wife's life from that bus. I love you. You keep doing you. Thank you. I'm sorry about that guy. He's a big fan, but in the worst way. Uh, this might sound weird, but I, I mean, how does it? How does it feel to be objectified? I mean, that's that's so cool. You have electricity. Like, I wish I was objectified like that all the time with electricity. Um, it's really not that great. Um. Like, there are a lot of stereotypes about black people not being able to swim, and then because of the electricity, I actually shouldn't swim, or I put people in danger, uh, so then it winds up backing up the stereotype in so many ways. So, it's it's a real hornet's nest. You know what? I um, feel you on that. Do you know how many times people thought I can float in water? It's not true. Uh, it's not true. I feel your pain. See, this is why we connect. So, you know what? Fuck all that size stuff. Yeah, right? fuck it. Let's make this about you. Yeah. Right? Like, you're, like, super cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Help, help. My sister's drowning in the ocean. I need a superhero. Uh, oh, come uh, on. Uh, okay. Uh, um, I don't you, float. I mean, there's yeah. two of you. One of you has no. to be able to swim. Okay, no. Well, the thing is, I my powers are electrical. He just sinks. No, eels. Like a stone. Eels. Eels. Uh, eels. I mean, I, this um, is life or death here. This is life or death. And listen, I don't want to say anything, but don't be that guy, okay? This seems like a call for a Jewish Aquaman. Scene! <laughs> <laughs> no, I want, I want to see what Jewish Aquaman does. <laughs> what, wasn't Jesus Jewish Aquaman? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Josh, I was trying to work my way into being like, I mean, come on, your personality. I know. You're so helpful and cool, <laughs> you know, and then you help people. So, like, you give people aid. So, like, a, a cool aid. Ma- uh, no, yeah. damn it. That's still not it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Allie, Allie chatted in, you got to use girth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. God damn it. got to pay attention so to good, chats, guys. Sorry, oh, yeah. I was trying to I give you a little little hingeroo from the yeah. back. I saw that. that I, was, I didn't have my chat open. That's my That bad. was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a real important question because we, we casually mentioned this a while ago and then moved way beyond it. But no, girth uh, is important, Mike. Yeah, it's girth. We know that. Oh, no. Yeah, girth is very important. Okay. Yes, but conspiracy theories. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, gobble-goo. <laughs> um, Call back to perform the show. <laughs> <laughs> I I was thinking about them lately because you know none of them hold up under any scrutiny. So, wow. but my favorite 
my favorite is that um still even though this is the least provable one in any way uh ted cruz's dad killed jfk and that oh, Ted yeah. Cruz oh, himself yeah. is the zodiac killer that's my favorite that's pretty good oh, those it's... are fun i mean any there's conspiracy theories are like just it's it's almost word association just <laughs> say two or three things yeah. that first pop into your head and you can create the conspiracy i think what's what's nuts is this week uh-huh. it's all but been officially confirmed that we have had visitors yep. from, yeah, from another world other planets i knew it i fucking knew for it for decades yeah and of course we have the new york times finally published their article about uh, that the ufo specialist or whatever saying like we have uh pieces of craft that are not from this world and it's is it this week they're going to yeah. be like officially releasing documents and such yeah. that that lets people know and it's being completely glossed over yeah yeah I, I actually i've seen vague references but haven't read it and that's odd because it's up my alley and i'm i'm very curious what's different about it this time from every time throughout history we've claimed the same thing because like it's that's been a thing since you know roswell where we have parts of alien spacecraft and this and that and every time it it falls apart um so i'm kind of curious what what it, this time is is far more compelling for me the, i'm like so curious about the psychology of it where it's mm-hmm. like like why do we continuously ignore this? Because there's been enough information. Like, I'm not a huge conspiracy. I think they're fun, you know, conspiracy theories. It's, like, interesting but as entertainment. But, like, I'm not a huge believer in them. Except, like, when you look over decades and decades of just thousands of people recounting their experiences, it does get to a point where it's like, okay, there's some. there's got to be something there. Like, not all of these people are insane, you know? It's- isn't this the first time this is that like any of this has come straight from the government? Yeah. Like before it's yeah. always anecdotal. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like first person encounters, but it's just some rube uh, oh, yeah. easily discounted. But this is the first yeah. time the there, government There's been like itself... astronauts who've come out and said like we like, yeah. like at, it seems like government officials who are like at the end of their life and are not living in fear anymore will start to come forward. And wasn't there like a Canadian prime minister or someone who came forward and was like, absolutely this is a thing like i'm not afraid to say it but we do frequently find with some of those like it's it's been a common thing with pilots that they've indicated ufo sightings and then when we actually investigate the evidence we find crazy things like it was literally the moon yeah and uh, you know everything lines but up to do the fact we find that, that? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, because it, it, a bunch of different people are able to back up the information by following records, following all the information they had, their flight plan, everything else, and realize exactly what they were looking at was absolutely yeah. a full moon. But I, like little things like that hap- keep happening where you get experts and experts are as as open to bias and error as anyone else, especially if it's something slightly outside their field. It seems related to, uh, to lay people. And it's like, oh, my God, if a pilot said they saw it, it must be real. But it's like, no, a pilot saw something and didn't fully understand is, what they were seeing. Yeah. Is that true, Jet, or is that Big Earth talking? <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm? yeah. Big Earth. Well, I like for me, there's a, there have been times in history where I feel like collectively we look at something and go, oh, yeah, that's terrifying and that's frightening. And then we choose to kind of look away as a people. And I'm always so curious if that's the masses protecting ourselves because of the, the fear of the unknown or if so. that is like really genius high level press people that like the PR people really know when to put it out there so that it gets buried. And you know what I mean? Like, is that, a that's re- part of the theory about why it's stayed hidden is that it's been purposefully hidden by and like managed, like world governments because they feel that if there was this just singular massive info dump on, yep, we have been visited. We're constantly visited. Here is direct evidence of, dead extraterrestrial bodies and ships that the it would just rupture society yeah cultural norms would break down uh i just i don't think it would i i i think some cultural norms would break down and it's the ones that they don't want to break down because like religion so much control (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah it's far as timing goes though this is the Mm. perfect time 
to announce that there are aliens amongst us because (laughs) everyone's super distracted. We're fucked anyway. And at this point, everybody would just be like, 2020, god damn it. Yeah. I mean, all of our cultural norms have already been breaking down. I think you're right. Like, I I barely care. That's the thing. Like, the fact that I've heard about this at all and I didn't rush out to read about it tells you, like, I am just, I am so fatigued by everything that's happening this year that, yeah, absolutely, this can happen. And I can be like, uh, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll hear about it later. Uh, Someone will mention it to me. It'll be vaguely interesting. Again, this, like, everything always comes back to relationships for me, maybe because I'm a teacher, but, like, it's like I feel like they're pulling like the slow fade like when you're in a bad relationship and you're like I don't want to hurt them too much so I'm gonna like be a little bit distant and then I'm gonna start taking more space and then I might suggest I move out and like you're like slow I feel like that's what they've been doing they like had all this information and they're like America or the world can't handle this let's pull this the slow fade and like eventually we'll just tell them the truth but like little by little we'll like tell them what's going on because they don't think we can handle all of it at one time you know i mean at this point all i want to know about aliens is hopefully they're supporting biden i mean they don't have to do it enthusiastically are they wearing so- masks yeah exactly I- <laughs> <Are> that, yeah <laughs> super hey uh hey babe yeah uh I, I, I feel awkward even even calling you babe anymore. I know we uh we're, we're working on the paperwork. This is gonna be it's gonna be over soon. It's not gonna be us anymore. Um, I just I wanted to I wanted to take this moment to tell you you know it was a uh, it was a good six years. You know mm-hmm. uh, I I uh, I felt like uh, I grew as a person through this relationship. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope you felt similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a demon from the pits of hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I hope that, uh, you know, when we split, like, um, uh, we, we, we can talk, wait. you know, I still want to be able to talk to you. Um, yeah. Do you not want to be able to talk? I feel like we have good talks. No, I, I, I want to, uh, can you just back up for a second? Um, uh-huh. did you say you feel like you've grown? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel, I feel like you made me a better person. I know maybe not a good enough person for you. But I feel like you've you've made me a better person. Like even you just admitting well, that? Not quote unquote person, obviously, but yeah. Like you just admitting that to me in this moment shows that you have grown. Like I don't feel like you would ever talk about your journey uh-huh. in our relationship. And I also want you to know, since you're being honest with me, that uh-huh. I've known that you're a demon from the pits of hell. I went through your texts. When you would fall asleep early on the couch, I would go through your Instagram and delete all of those Instagram models. But I, I know, I know that you're a demon and that's not why we're not together anymore. I just want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I absolutely know. I mean, there were signs. It's just, we're we're different people. Can, you know, like there were lots of signs. Like when you would brush your teeth and the toothbrush would just catch on fire like, that wasn't the Chinese food, you know? Cut to him brushing his teeth. <laughs> Fuck ah, my eyebrows! Ah. I just got them done! Oh, I'm sorry, Ken, honey. come on! Ah, oh, I'm sorry. Spicy food. Cut back. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I know, it's, I know. That's not Chinese food. Like, I've had Chinese food, you know? And I've uh-huh. never had... Uh-huh. What's well, the thing you got to understand? I had never had Chinese food until I came up here and, and started this thing with you and realized that I wanted to continue masquerading as a human for as long as I, I knew you because I just I wanted to be close to you. And I wanted, you know, I was willing to give up all of that, all of the power, all of the, the flaying of human skin from their, their, their bodies and watching them burn in pits, which is just it's addictive. You know, it just but I was, yeah, willing, I mean, I, I, I was willing to give all that up to be close to you for just as long as you would have me. Yeah. And, and I you don't think I the weight of that doesn't doesn't like haunt me. I mean, I know that by signing this paper and getting divorced that you are going to be sent back to hell. And I did consider that. But at the end of the day, you don't respect my yoga practice. You don't respect the fact that I don't want okay, to just because hold on. No, let's let's back up on that one a little bit, because just because I pushed you to make it hot yoga. I, OK, all right. I thought hot yoga like I was trying to meet you halfway on that one and, and do something that we could do together. It's that was my it. truth, Ken. Together. You don't have to meet me halfway. Cut to hot yoga. Apple! Ow! Oh, stop. Oh, stop it! What? Oh, what? my God, Ken! Epic. You can't touch the clients like that for multiple reasons. <laughs> My mat stuck to my skin. Cut back. 
I mean, I wanted to be a part of your thing, okay? Okay, but Is like that so wrong. No, no, it's not. But after you burned Beth, you ate her, and that was just that was the last straw. I didn't want to waste the meat. Did you want me to waste the meat? I feel like that's more disrespectful. She's already dead. She's already cooked. You're just gonna you could go to you what is this avatar? Did you like pray over her first? I'm saying like so. Maybe if you had opened up at the beginning okay, of now, our hold relationship. Okay, hold on. That's offensive. That's offensive. You want you understand? I don't pray. I don't pray to that man. Okay, I do not. I do not believe in what he represents. Okay, all right. That is not my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to offend you. I just I don't know anything about demonology, and you never shared that part of you with me. I mean, that's, the, that's what, the problem. What do you? Yes, that is the problem. Listen, pal. You can pull up some fire and brimstone, and you can you can sleep in my den of hell as long as you like, pal. Okay, just I know things will work itself out. Oh, thanks, BL. I, I really I really appreciate the. Ah, okay. the friendship. You know, I know it's been a long time. You know, I kind of ghosted you there for a while. Speaking of ghosts, uh, I wanted to tell you something. You know, uh, you're not quite the demon that you used to be. You know, I remember when you were down here, you were in the seventh layer of hell and muscular as all get out. And you fall in love, fall in love with an angel upstairs. And, well, you really packed on the weight, big guy. Like... What happened to the demon I know that was all about wailing and gnashing of teeth? Like, where did that guy go? Oh, he's, he's still here. He's still here. You know, I can I can wail with the best of them, you know? I just, you know, sometimes I like to sit back and watch a Sex in the City, too, you know? Have you ever have you ever watched that? It's full of sin. Sex in it's the City? Are you asking stuff. me about sex? Remember we were a bunch of gobbagools going down the New Jersey Devil Turnpike, turning heads all over the place with our super hot demon bods? <laughs> yeah, how could I forget? Those were yeah. the days. Those were the days we were just tearing it up. Cut to Elizabeth at brunch with her best friend. Girl. Girl. I know. I am so glad that you are done with him. Oh. I know. I just, I can't Man. stop thinking about him, though, you know? What? No, no. You have got to exercise him, like, literally... From your mind, all right? Steph, now, the sex was so hot. Okay, all right? You're just saying that because he's a demon. Oh, my God. Tell me about it, the sex. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you um, Did you need more um? No, I'm good on mimosas? my Arnold Palmer. Thank you. I'll have another margarita. Okay. All right. I'll, do you want to... Um, listen, this is the third time you... you've come by, and we don't... Do you want to sit down? Do you need a friend? Yeah, I mean, just chill. I, I'm so, not allowed... It's, we won't, you're not going to get in trouble. Yeah, come on. There's no one else. I'll just, I'll Steph used I'll to blow the listen. owner. You're yeah, fine. It, just have a seat. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Oh my God, he was the worst. I yeah. Mean, and that's what I'm telling you. Like, I've dated, like, not Oh, like she knows the worst. You oh, know? yeah. Just like the absolute worst, right? I, I once, I once sucked off a haunted statue. Awful. So awful. And, like, that's what I'm telling you, girl. You know was what? Was it in statue form while you were doing it? Or was it in, the like, the haunted... I, I'm sorry. Uh, the... How are your teeth? Terrible. Terrible. It was awful. It was a terrible experience. And did not call me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like it was my fault. You know what you should do? You know what the best way to get back at him would be? Hmm? I feel like it's going to be sexual. Live your own truth. I felt oh. oh. <laughs> Live your own truth. Or fucking angel, but live yeah. your own truth. Usually it's sexual with you, stuff. Cut to a nightclub in hell. That's what I'm saying, buddy. Come on. We're in a we're in a nightclub in hell. It's just you and me, buddy. There's a succubus right there waiting for you. Yeah, no, I I, I see her. I see her and like yeah, she's hot and she looks ready. She's on know. fire. She is literally on fire. She works at the lake yeah. of fire. That's her thing. I just you know, I, I, I feel like... Don't don't say her name again. The couch. Don't home, know. You know, just sit back on the couch, you know, start up a Hulu, watch some Upload. Hey, I heard you're banging down. Oh, hey. <sighs> yeah, how's it going? Good. You know that? You're looking real good. I miss seeing you around. Oh, I, I've been, uh, you know, I, I, uh... I tried the, I tried the land thing, you know, the above ground thing for a while, and, you know, it was, it was, uh... You know, it was a trip. It wasn't as bad as uh, people make it out to be, you know? And, uh, but, uh, you know, things you know what? didn't work out, so I'm, I'm back here. Now that you had the surface, why don't you try 
going down. Bro, if you need a costume condom, I totally got you covered. And scene. Ah, Steven, that was perfect. I thought I, I sounded sexy. <laughs> those, oh, yeah. those satisfied sighs really sound like uh, we've accomplished something. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. And it's a good wrapping up point, you don't you? Uh, yeah, and faithful oh, listeners, yeah. if you if you have found a theme to this week's episode, please feel free to let us know. Uh, <laughs> it's called uh, stereotype accents. That's what it's called. It's a double ghoul. <laughs> I thought my demon accent was very respectable it was. to demons as a people. A... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would yeah, like no, to I... say that since none of us are identifying as demons, that I don't think we should put those words in anyone's That's mouth. True. <laughs> um, some of my best friends are demons. Oh, so all right. I feel like I can say that. Okay. I mean, I think through all of this, Steven sounds like, you know, a guy that wears blue shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, demons' lives matter. Uh, so. Yeah. Oh, that might be our show name right there. <laughs> uh, That's the episode. Jesus. That's the episode. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, let's do some quick outros on people. If anyone's got uh, contact information they want out there, so people can find you, Josh Spence, uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter. I don't want anyone finding me anywhere. I didn't ask you yet, Allie. <laughs> Go ahead and DM me your, uh, who you would like for me to dox, and I will just let you have all the information. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Where can they DM uh, you, Josh? JP <laughs> underscore Spence at Twitter. Uh, I, I post there occasionally, but I try to listen more. Um, and we'll actually start building uh, a Twitter page and all that fun stuff for this uh, wonderful podcast. So you can start letting us know about the themes about sex. So uh, that'll be great. <laughs> All right, Michael Hyman, uh, what do you got? What do what do you want people to know? Uh, you can find me at Hyman Air on Twitter right now if you really want to hear or see a bunch of shit about baseball and the Dodgers. Dodgers! You right now. <laughs> I don't. Unfollowed. <laughs> Ali Mar. Seriously. As if we don't know, where should we follow I you? I don't want anyone following me. <laughs> I don't want anyone finding me. In fact, please stop <laughs> using my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Alley X, it is. Uh, Chris Sanders, what you got? I mean, it's really pointless. Like, Twitter is gonna start uh, like charging for time because they're not making enough ad money. It's a dying <laughs> platform, and Facebook uh, eats authoritarian dick. So I don't really. And Instagram is for pictures. Again, so JP underscore Spence at Twitter. <laughs> Chris is the handsome, brooding one in the cast. <laughs> He's the brute, the brooding. Yeah, really what do you want? Fr- you want to? You want to like, find you on Friendster, MySpace? What do you, what do you no, want just it? don't find me. Just don't find oh, me. Thank just you. Don't find me. The, the Harvard towns. connection. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> That's two don't find me. Well, oh, oh I guess because this week I, of the two jobs that I was pinned for, uh, somehow during this period of like zero production um i was released from one of them oh man because i don't know if that means they're just not doing it or they they did go with the other guy that was willing to risk his life for a (laughs) non-union show (laughs) sorry dude by the way i start shooting on monday Non-union actors um, go all the way. You two see each other at all the same auditions. And Stephen C. James, where can we find you? Um, well, I personally would love you to find me at underscore S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-J-A-M-E-S, where I hang out on Twitter with all of the best Nazis. Because um, <laughs> that's what Twitter's full of, right? The best. Uh, Twitter but Twitter's I, full of I very do... fine people on both sides. Um, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Hold on a second. Let me just swallow that little bit of vomit in the back of my throat. Uh, I do have a new podcast that I would love for uh, folks uh, that are listening to this one to try out. Um, it is uh, a podcast called In Theaters Never. Um, and it's uh, it's up right now uh, on all of the services. And it is a movie minute podcast, but it's improvised because it's about a movie that does not exist. Um, so uh, we make it all up. We're on Instagram. And all the social medias, too, as uh, in theaters never. Uh, so check it out on your podcatcher of choice once you're done listening to this one. Delightful. I'm going to go subscribe to that right now. Please do. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, our theme music was from Matt Walker. 
And everything else you heard here was from this lovely team of people who's already been introduced. So we hope to hear you. Uh, well, you're not going to. We're not going to hear you, but we hope for you to hear <laughs> us uh, again soon. It is so awkward to to mix up our uh, our comprehension of who's hearing <laughs> who and who's interacting with who. This is a one way thing, always. All right, uh, love you guys, uh, love the audience, and uh, we'll meet you back here soon. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mom. Excelsior! Yeah. I kick the door on its hinges just so I can move on. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, it's Maki Mock. Yeah, from Maki Mock and the Funky Bunch, but now it's totally like Maki Mock and the Fucky Bunch. That's right, I get laid like every single fucking day, because I use custom costume condoms. Yeah, that's right, but I use the birthday suit, so it's like a clear condom, because my dick is already so fucking fresh that I just get in there. Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity, motherfuckers. Yeah, say hi to your mother for me, because I already did.